Welcome back to the body podcast where we talk strength, conditioning, lifestyle, and everything in between. Today's guest and story is a wild one. So we have Erin with us sharing her breast implant illness survival story. Buckle up. Erin Dalkey, welcome to the body podcast. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. And we also have a, it's been a while, but we have another person here too. You know, I decided to come, come like, come play today. You know? I got a lot of complaints that you were not enough. So I had to to pay you. (laughs) We got Mason a babysitter. By babysitter, I meant games over there. Yeah, no, I'm excited to be on this one because I think her story is wild and amazing. And I also have like a little bit of insight to share kind of on just my own autoimmune issues as well. So let's do it. Yeah, let's get into, I guess, you know, just go into kind of your whole story and we'll write off some questions or whatever right. we got. Well, to start with a story, so I had some pretty severe medical problems 2010, 2018. Um, it resulted in my body changing. You know, I had perfect breasts, I would say at the time, and then they just kind of shrunk and shriveled up. So I recovered from that. It was childhood or um, congenital birth defects that I was born with. So I recovered from all of that and... In April of 2019, I decided to get breast implants with a lift. I should have just gotten a lift. Um, That is where this story kind of begins. So ever since April of 2019, I have been pretty sick. So the first thing that happened was my breasts dropped um, within six months. And you're like, you pay all this money for breast implants. Like, why are they dropping? Plus, they got infected the first time pretty bad. So then the second time... She's like, come into the office, like I'll put you in a twilight sleep and we will um, lift them up. So I'm like, okay. So I go in, I'm in a sterile environment. Basically, um, she did not put me out. So I was awake the whole time. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, for three hours. I'd be passed out. Were you like? From that. I'd be like, uh, give me drugs. Yeah, I was like, what's going on? And she's like, I'm. But she was giving me Benadryl, and so you know, if you take, if I take Benadryl, I get like restless leg syndrome. So I'm like, now I can't sit still. Like it's really bad. And they had an IV going, and I'm like, well, now I need to pee, really bad. Yeah. So I'm like, open in a sterile environment. They let me go to the bathroom. That's so dangerous. Like, your body's open. Yeah. So I go to the bathroom, and I'm kind of feeling like... You're just cut open at this point? Just, like, your chest is just open? Oh, yeah. They just... And awake. And And awake. And awake. And they just held, like, a sheet over me while I went in there. But it's like, there's still... Something Stuff in the in air, air. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. There's <laughs> particles I, floating around in I there. I watch enough Grey's Anatomy and Good Doctor to you know, know they, not it to needs do to that. Be a sterile yeah. environment, period. Oh. Like you cannot. And my background is kind of the medical field too, so I know like this is not good. So then um, I got a severe infection, very severe. Like literally, the the wounds were like opening up and just looked like they were spreading apart. And this was like shortly after you got the implant. Pretty much. Well, so this was in December um, when she went in to quote unquote fix them. Yes. Because I was like, I paid you all this money and now they're dropping. Yeah. So, yeah. So pretty much around Christmas time, or I think it was done the day after Christmas. So within a few days, they had like, I noticed the infection. I wasn't feeling good. Um, One of the illnesses I had prior was pancreatitis over and over again from a defect in my pancreas duct. And so 
I was on, I think, six rounds of antibiotics. I had to go to my primary care provider, and he was just like, this doesn't look good. Um, anyway, so many antibiotics are harsh on your stomach. Led to about a, panc- a bout of pancreatitis, very severe, so I was hospitalized for, I think, five or six days. And then they had to go put a stent in my pancreatic duct to kind of fix all of that, and it's pretty much been okay since then. So that's where like things kind of started. And then during the time I wouldn't, I wasn't paying attention because I'm like, there's so many different symptoms with this illness, right? So I would get these weird rashes in my armpits and I'm like, what's going on? Or severe itchy feet, like wake, like you feel like you're being bit by fire ants. And I'm just like, I can't sleep. Like what's going on with my body? This is miserable. Um, and it was just like weird things. Like I would get colds every time I looked at someone a hundred foot, like feet away, just sick. So I felt like I was always sick with something and I'm like, what, what's happening? Didn't think it was the implants because I believe they should warn a patient. This is what can happen. If you get implants, if you had certain illnesses before, avoid them like autoimmune. I did not have autoimmune at that time, but another thing that happened, um, or yeah. So I was just always getting sick and I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. And why and, would you, your feet hurt? Why would you think? Yeah. The dots and then you get like, these like rashes on your armpits or weird headaches or yeah. brain fog. Like it was just so many different symptoms, but not the severe ones yet. So fast forward. Um, are you like Googling stuff at this point? Are you like, what's no, wrong with me? Are I you was just, just like, I just thought. Am like, I just tired from yeah. life? I have always had severe like fatigue, like from my old issues. So I was like, oh, I'm just a weird person. Like, that's just me. (laughs) me. My skin is so dry and I'm just like, okay, it's just who I am at this point. Did I put my foot in a bunch of fire ant hole and just not know (laughs) about it? Is that why I hurt? I do have bad luck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, this is awesome. So then I was fine. You know, I was working out going to body. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm doing fine. And then, uh, 2021 hits and I was, or no, I'm sorry. Summer of 2020 was when things first started happening, but COVID was going around and all that hype and COVID's doing this to you and that, but I had negative COVID tests at the time I was insulin resistant. So we thought it was from the pancreas because there's like, that's weird how that just happens. Like you're all of a sudden insulin deficient or you're pre-diabetic. Like, so I was in the hospital. Um, my lactic acid levels went to a lethal level, which again, why is this happening to me? And I didn't think anything of the time. I'm like, Oh, it's probably this COVID shit going around. And yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. At that point you could blame anything on COVID. COVID was every symptom you could possibly have. Are you dumb? (laughs) COVID. (laughs) Exactly. During that time. Absolutely. You blame it on COVID. (laughs) Yeah. And you can't leave your house and you're just like, you're going crazy. So I'm like, Oh, it's just like in my mind, like my body's just reacting. It's probably my prior stomach problems. Okay, fine. Um, but, and they don't know why they're baffled. They're like, well, your pancreas has been fixed. We don't know why this is happening to you. Okay. Fast forward. I get better. Oh, and when I was put in the hospital with the ass or the, yeah, lactic acidosis or whatever it was called, my blood sugar was down to 34. So the paramedics had to come and they were like, why is it so low? I don't know. I went and worked out before. Like I always work out. I drink like a gallon of water a day. I eat like, I don't know. So it just dropped. And so that baffled them. 
So again, we thought maybe it's related to the pancreas. So I get better and then 2021 hits. And I would have just random hospitalizations, and I thought, you know, I've always had GI problems. It's probably just related to that. And during the time, have you let them know, like, hey, I got breast implants? No. You didn't? Didn't think of you? Like, I didn't even infection? know about BII at the time, which is breast implant so, illness. So the doctors are now looking for something without kind of maybe knowing the whole yep. story, too? They still do today, even if you have implants. They what? They still don't talk about BII. Oh, okay. Like... That's a lot of things with doctors, too, with, like, any autoimmune issues. Like, some doctors, like, don't even, like, recognize, like, thyroid issues. Or, like, there's just, like, different yeah. things like that that there's just some... It's it's just wild. It is. It is. So, yeah. So, 2021, around Thanksgiving, I was hospitalized with a severe GI bleed out of nowhere. Just bleeding out in the inside. I did not need a blood transfusion, but I almost did. They didn't know why it happened because other labs were normal. So they're like, what's going on? And again, chalked it up to old GI problems. So I go home. Everything's fine. Um, Let's see. I was fine. And then 2022 hits and I had just left a toxic relationship at the time. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be the best year yet. We moved out from each other. I got my own place. This is going to be amazing. New beginnings. So I was really excited. I think it was February. I start getting sick really bad. And so literally like clockwork every month from February until the surgery in October, I was hospitalized on the dot literally at the month mark. They know me at Scottsdale Osborne. Oh my God. (laughs) And and again, every time there was just, was like no answers. No. Oh, or did they like guess that it was something else? Well, I had, they thought it was Crohn's ulcerative colitis. Like we're just thinking everything. We're going to do these treatments for you. Um, Oh, also too, I had gotten, I wanted to test my hormones out. And so I'd stopped taking birth control. My doctor's like, let it go, you know, get your period and then come back and we'll test your hormones. A period doesn't come. I'm like, okay. And I mean, I say I'm younger than I am, but I am going to be 43 next week. And so I'm like, okay, like it's too soon for this. And this was in beginning of 2022. And I'm like, then months go by, the period's still not coming. So they try to give me a mini, mini pill to start it. Still no period. So they test my hormones. They're all at zero. And it's like, what? Yeah. What? That makes no I was like, sense. Is, this, is this for real? And then, um, yeah, so then I went to another doctor who I had worked with before, and she did them again, and she's like, there's zero. So we need to do hormone replacement therapy. And I'm like, well, I've been hospitalized a lot. Um, let's hold off on it until we figure things out. So I hold off on it. No periods. Have, they've been missing. And so uh, March, I was hospitalized with um, a severe colon infection. They ended up doing, they had me in like isolation on these crazy antibiotics, lots of drugs. And then um, they did a colonoscopy and an upper GI, and they found a precancerous polyp. And they're like, if you, we didn't do this today, you would have uh, basically colon cancer in the next three years. Jesus. So now I got to get colonoscopies every five years. But I don't know if that's related to this. It could be because it does cause cancer. So then every month something's happening. One month I was fainting for no reason. Just, and my mom would call me like, I live like 10 minutes from my parents and she would call me and I I think I was not speaking properly. So she's like, I'll be right there. And she comes into my apartment, looks at me and she's like, we're going to the hospital. 
So they admit me. We don't know why this is happening. They, they don't know why, which that's actually a side effect of BII. So then, um, I get home. I'm not even home for 24 hours. And I was like, my brother was in town with his kids and his wife. So I was like, I'm going to go play with them before they leave tomorrow. And I went over there and I started getting really bad heartburn. And I'm like, this is pancreatitis coming on, but I don't want to admit it. You know, I'm like, no, this is heartburn. So I'm like, I'm not feeling good. I'm going to go back home. So then I go back home and I'm just like all night. It's the most like horrific pain you've ever felt in your life. And so I'm just constantly like taking antacids, which you're not supposed to take too much of. And I'm just like, this is pancreatitis. I got to go. So my parents took my brother and family to the airport that next morning. I called my mom and I'm like, I need to go to the hospital and it is pancreatitis. And she's like, pack your bag, you know, the deal I'll be there, you know, at eight o'clock in the morning. So I'm like, okay. So I call her. I'm like, I don't think you can take me like this is getting worse and worse by the second. I, at this point I'm crawling on the floor. I can't even take my dog out. And I'm just like, I feel like I'm dying. And so she gets there and she looks at me and she's like, I'm calling (laughs) nine one one. They've, they know me too. (laughs) And so they rushed me to the hospital. The nurse was like, so anytime I'm sick, I try to be positive and like make jokes and laugh because you don't want to just be in that environment. So I like, you know, I was trying to laugh and like hold back my pain and not show how bad it was. And the nurse was like, you're fine. You don't have pancreatitis. And I'm like, I've had it like 10 or 12 times. Yes, I do. Then he came back and apologized when my lipase came back and he was like, Oh yeah, you have it. You're staying. I'm like, yeah, that's my bag over there. I know. (laughs) So I feel like that'd be nothing worse than like someone being like, no, you're fine. You're like, no, I'm absolutely not fine. (laughs) Question. Miss, maybe me not just understanding, but you're going through all these, a doctor, obviously you, we talked about, this, you mentioned you never brought up having breast implants, but like kind of seeing everything, it, it doesn't trigger in their mind like, well, maybe she's having all these issues related to the breast implants. Like, cause clearly, even though it hasn't brought up, maybe they've done an examination and be like, oh, do we think it's this? Like, and they yeah. just, and, but because they've, you've never brought it up, they never even think the test for that at all. Is that why it hasn't been brought up? Or there's been really no study done that correlates all these things? So the problem with breast implant illness is uh, there's probably a hundred symptoms. Okay. I think I've had like 90% of them and the symptoms range from heart failure to cancer to GI problems to autoimmune disorders, any autoimmune disorder. Um, so there's such a broad range of symptoms. Like some women have been on oxygen. So it's like, all there's so many symptoms to test for, but what they don't think is, you know, they don't truly look into everything. So me like, Oh, it's just your shitty GI system. That's what it is. And I'm like, no, it's something more, but I didn't think implants cause you wouldn't think say, or what did I have saline or no silicone bags would have yeah. so many different side effects. Yeah. And it wasn't yeah. like, it was like popped or like anything like yeah. that where it was yeah. leaking or something like that too. And they didn't like nothing hurt or anything. It was just, no, it's like, so yeah, it wouldn't make you think to be like, Oh, it's coming from here. It's well. And when I turned 40, I had a mammogram and there was not, it was normal. Yeah. So you don't think anything. Gotcha. Interesting. All right. Cause yeah, I think that's the thing too. It's like with the breast plant, um, implant illness as well as like with autoimmune. And um, I was saying this to you, like 
I've always thought about like, oh, do I want to get breast implants? Do I not? And then once I started having autoimmune issues, like I'm the same way, like I can gain like 10 pounds in in a day, you know, with like inflammation and my body can change so much. And more and more people, I feel like recently, just honestly, in the past few months, I feel I'm seeing them taking their implants out yes. and all of a sudden feeling better because it causes so much different like inflammation where I feel if I was to get on, my body would be like, I'm attacking this. Like this is not supposed to be in your body. Um, and then yeah, like the same type of thing is happening. I feel like I'm just like hearing that more and more. And I think reasons maybe you weren't hearing before because no one did all these issues. They were trying to put those issues on something Something else and not that. So again, we live in Scottsdale. There's a lot of girls with some, some fake boobs and just women in general. I feel like if you have implants, I think this is something, if you do start not feeling well to keep this in the back of your mind, just be like, okay, this could be an option of like why I'm inflamed, why I'm not feeling good, like why I've gained a bunch of weight. Um, Cause I think before, again, it's like, there's probably been so many people that are still dealing with all of this mm-hmm. that have no idea it's because of that. No, that makes sense. Yeah. And I think, especially now, I think with breast implants probably 20 years ago were a lot different. So like, oh, there's this new healthier, safer way and they keep going. So then it's like, you know, yep. it takes a lot of time to do a study maybe three, five, six years, you have to like see how everyone handles it. And now more people are doing it, especially out here. It's probably now they're understanding it a lot more. And that's especially probably why people Scottsdale. are getting it out. Yes. Yeah, Scottsdale. <laughs> exactly. yeah. So they're probably like, Oh, this is actually because of this, even though they said it was a healthier option, mm-hmm. then you, you know, a study is done, you know, for, for over the force of five years, like actually hasn't changed at all. Yeah. So that makes yeah, sense. I think, yeah, it's just like, again, it's the lack of the knowledge behind it. And like people are just, are pinpointing other issues and like ailments like that. That's why it's causing it and not yeah. going there, which is unfortunate for people. If they could just know that was the issue, mm-hmm. um, like how much better they would be feeling. Yeah. Well, and actually in the sixties when breast implants came out, women were getting sick. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And so, but surgeons don't want to admit that because that's their money maker, right? Yeah. So especially out here, if you're, if you're doing breast implants out here, you're making millions of dollars. Yep. If it comes out that it's causing this in 30% of women, you might lose 60% of your uh, client base every year. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yep. So yeah. So all that happened. And then summer of 2022, um, and it's like, anytime I was like maybe stressed or overtired. So like at the time my company, everyone came out, um, to Phoenix for a week. So we were just all hanging out doing events and stuff like that, just going nonstop, maybe sleeping three hours a night. And so that weekend after everyone left, I just didn't feel right. And I'm like, what is going on again? And so... I cannot imagine how you felt all these years. I'd be like so frustrated. It yeah. It was just like a norm. Like I had like a toiletry packed of like this, because you don't use hospital shampoos and conditioners. You bring your own. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to the hospital one time for surgery in my entire life. And I did the surgery at one o'clock on my knee and they were going to keep me overnight, but they wouldn't feed me. And I started getting an argument with the nurse. I'm like, well, you don't, you don't let me eat last night. The surgery is delayed three hours. I haven't eaten in 20 hours. So you got kicked out of the hospital. Well, So I was like, how do I get out? (laughs) And they were like, they were like, we're going to call your mom or who's your person here? supposed to be my my mom. She's like, well, she has to sign. Like, well, she will because I'm an only child and I'm her son. So she's going to do whatever I want. So you come in like, they won't feed me. You got to sign me out. I literally left like three hours after surgery just so I could go eat. I was that hungry. But like, yeah, that's, 
the only time I've been in a hospital. So I didn't shower, didn't do anything. I, yeah. I told the doctor not, to, apparently I woke up and was like, Hey, don't fuck up my surgery. That's all I told them. <laughs> I was, I was a zombie. So <laughs> they love that too. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, Hey doc, don't fuck up. And he goes, thanks. And then I just like back to bed yeah. in like a second. Um, but yeah, I was in the hospital for five hours. So I don't know. You're not supposed to have to use their toiletries at all. No, you can. I'm a girl. She's though. saying like I mean, she's like, like she's are, like you don't use those crappy ones. She's yeah. like, I've been yeah. here a million times. Yeah, so I'm, I'm bringing I'm my own shit. So they have like head and shoulders, and you're like, no, let's. Yeah, it's just, just very. It's trying. like a three in one: body, hair, yeah. or shampoo, conditioner. <laughs> yeah. Dries out your skin. Yeah. So even um, like this drives my mother nuts. So I am that person. I could be on my deathbed and I have to shower. So anytime I would go to the hospital or I have to call nine one one. I took a shower, even if I had to crawl in there and shave my legs and wash my hair and put lotion on. <laughs> I took a shower. <laughs> if I'm gonna die, at least I'm gonna look. Yeah, yeah my, right, exactly. My hygiene's gonna, gonna, gonna be up. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. <laughs> so that that drives my mom nuts because she'd be like, "You're so sick. Don't get a shower." I'm like, "Yes, I am." Yeah. <laughs> and then they, the paramedics, would be like, "Why is your hair wet? I thought you were like dying." I'm like, "I had to shower." <laughs> so I'm just like that crazy person. Yeah. So I go, um, that was in end of July. Um, they do another CAT scan and they find what's called intussusception. So intussusception is when your t- um, intestine telescopes into itself, uh, resulting the intestine can die off and potentially call it, cause death. In adults, it's very, very rare. You can have intussusception and don't have any symptoms. Like typically you don't. But I'm that rare person, right? So they, I had that big stomach surgery in 2010. I have like a foot-long scar across my stomach. And so they said it was at the site of the surgery, which was at my liver. But they couldn't operate because it was too complicated. But then again, why did I have symptoms of it? I think it was the breast implants, honestly, because the symptoms didn't add up, but I was just getting so sick. So they would use Band-Aids, like take these meds to like calm it down a month later like clockwork I was back in there again and I had traveled for work and you know it was long week again and three-day weekend Labor Day weekend I like what is happening like I was fine this last week and so I was admitted again and again they're like we can't operate on you you need to go back to the transplant surgeon that did your original surgery 10 years ago, 12 years ago. So I'm like, okay. So I gathered all like my scans and everything. Um, they basically just put a bandaid on it for me to last a month. So I went to see the transplant surgeon, which is in Phoenix. Um, and he, again, he was just like, typically you don't get sick with intussusception as adult. It's very common in, ba- in like infants and stuff. And they do certain things to, you know, get rid of it. So they're like, but he's like, I'll operate on you. Because I'm like, I don't, like, I feel like I'm going crazy at yeah, this point. Yeah, absolutely. So the incision on my stomach, it's it's like an arrow pointing up. And it's like six inches about on each side. So he's, I was like, oh, is this going to be a laparoscopic? And he's like, no, I'm going to go in your old incision. And I'm like, again? <laughs> Luckily, I scar well. But I'm just like, seriously, again? That's my stomach. <laughs> and yeah. I'm a girl. Yeah, you're like, come on, let, <laughs> let me live over here. 
<laughs> like there goes crop tops, right? Yeah. Are you like, I'm, am I going to be awake for this one too? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Right. Yeah. Are you going to put me out? Yeah, right? Yeah. And so leading up to the surgery, like we were able to put a Band-Aid on it, take certain medications so I wouldn't get sick and just keep the symptoms away. So I, So he was able to book the surgery within two weeks. So I had surgery on October 12th. And so I, it was at St. Joe's and I was in there for seven days. Um, Cause they cut you all the way across. So you have to kind of learn to walk again and get up. Once I was better, you know, I could go home. And so I'm like, great. Like I noticed a difference after surgery. This like, is this past August, o- October. Yep. Okay. But yeah, I'm coming up on the year mark. Yeah. And so I'm like, Oh, my life's going to be great now that that was a problem all along. I bet. Cause I looked at past medical scans and the interception was on there in January or February, but no one had said anything. Yeah. Cause it doesn't do that to you. So they fixed it. Um, I was fine. I started having joint pain in my hands that summer, but I just, I was not concerned because I had so many GI issues. I forgot about it. Fast forward to Christmas time, my joints start hurting really bad. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, I can't open and close my hands in the morning. It's taking me an hour to be able to move. Like, I have to get up two hours before I start work. Like, this is insane. So I go to my doctor um, before Christmas, my PCP, and I'm like, can you test me for autoimmune? Because at this point, I'm thinking rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I'm like, but it doesn't run in my family. Or, you know, I'm an adult. This is weird. Well... My CCP IgG antibody came back at a 19, which is the lowest positive number for rheumatoid arthritis. But it means you will either have it in your future or your stage one, or it's not going to progress any further because everything else was negative. So I'm thinking, okay, that's, I can deal with that. And of course it takes six months to get into a rheumatologist to get the diagnosis. So I go with my parents to the Flagstaff house, and that's, as you know, Flagstaff got a ton of snow this year, so I'm like, I'm going to play in the snow and sled and build snowmen and act like a child. This is great. Can't ski because of the stomach surgery. We get up there, and I can't move. The pain is so bad, Um, and I have a pug who doesn't like snow. So I'm having to carry her outside to try to clear spots for her to go. My parents had to help because I'm like, I can't move. And I would just start crying. You know, I'm like, something's really wrong with me, but I'm I'm ignoring it because I'm so sick of doctors. Yeah. So finally, um, then this year hits, I had a UTI in February that got so out of control. I was hospitalized for a day. So I'm like, this is so bizarre. (laughs) Uh, please turn off your cell phones <laughs> yeah, in the movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Nick> calling me. <laughs> so it's so bizarre. Like, why am I being hospitalized for a night for a UTI? And they're like, well, it's really bad and we need to do round the clock antibiotics. All right. But again, this is very rare. And so I'm like, okay, maybe it's just my intestines still not healed. Obviously it takes a year for that surgery to heal. I'll be fine. Whatever. So I just don't think anything of it. I was back at my normal weight, like, because um, intestinal surgery, you look like you're pregnant, then you don't. You go through stages of healing. You just have, you have to accept it. And so I was like, okay, my body is finally back to what it needs to be. I can't wait to work out again, go back to body. And then every, so I'm swimming at this point because I'm like, that'll help rheumatoid arthritis. You know, it's low impact on your joints. So I'm like, okay, I was a swimmer growing up. I'm swimming 20 to 30,000 meters a week at this point. That's a lot. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's a... It's nothing for me, but it is a lot. That's like, I'm like the worst swimmer ever. I'm a doggy paddler. When I was, in, when I was coaching college, <laughs> I think our pool was like 25 meters. And up and back, I'm trying to do like how many laps that is for me. Because I remember all the coaches were starting to get, we were starting to get fat coaching and stuff. And we we're like, all right, we've got to do a workout. Like swimming will be perfect. We have to run. So the swimming coach gives us a, a workout. Like 25 minutes into the workout, I get out. I'm like, I'm gas. It's a good workout. She's like, all right, well, get some water. I'm like, all right, we're done. She's like, no, this is a warm-up. I'm like, the warm-up, Kathy? What are you talking about? And she's like, you guys only did like 100 meters. I'm like, that's way – or 1,000 meters. I'm like, that's way too much for me. So when you send that 25 to 30, I started like doing that math in my head. I'm like, that would take me a month. (laughs) Minimum. (laughs) You'd still be swimming right now. I'd still be – I would have started last month. I'd still be going. (laughs) That's so many – Meters. Well, but so I would do like three thousand to forty five hundred, which fifteen hundred is a mile. Yeah. But it's swimming's like my happy place. I'm like, this is gonna make me forget about my joint pain. I can just like pretend nothing else exists. It's like my go to. So I'm like, perfect. When my knee starts hurting, I've had five knee surgeries at this point. That's unrelated. I jumped a dirt bike when I was like twenty one. <laughs> Thought I was evil Knievel and crashed it. So pretty badass though. It's yeah. a cool story. I was like twenty or thirty feet in yeah. the air. I'm like looking down, I'm like, oh, this isn't good. Oh, yeah. It's like slow motion. Well and there was a sandstorm that hit me and so anytime you jump you kinda of have to stand up and lean back. I was leaning forward trying to see and mm. it uh, didn't yeah. agree with me. But I was lucky. I only needed knee surgery. I had cadaver cartilage, whatever you name it. So I knew I was going to, I'd have to get it clean. I need, you should have to clean it out every couple years or so, but I had lasted seven years. So I'm like, okay, it's, it's been a little bit of a time. My knee's swelling. Now it hurts to bike along the green belt. So I'll go to an orthopedic surgeon. Um, and it was like perfect timing. So end of February, I was laid off from my job. So I was like, okay, this sucks. You know, I love working. It keeps my mind clear. So then I'm like, all right, I'm going to get my knee fixed and then hardcore, like look for work. So we do the MRI and he's like, there is a huge floating bone acting like it's the biggest thing he's ever seen in his life. Like just floating in my knee. (laughs) I'm like, so I, me, I'm Googling it and I'm just like. Okay, well... What are you go Floating bone in yeah, me? Yeah. <laughs> see what comes what does up? What this mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just like, hmm, let's see. So I'm like, this is weird, but okay. So he's like, well, clean it out. I'll clean up that, you know, part of the cadaver cartilage had failed at this point. So I'll just take more out, clean it out, and we're just going to do whatever we can to do- prevent knee replacements. So after surgery, you're going to get three rounds of the gel injections in your knee. After six weeks. Okay, that's fine. That, that's easy. So we do this surgery, and it was supposed to be a really easy surgery. Like, I was walking out of there, like, not off my feet at all. Uh, one of the incisions is about an inch and a half big because he had to cut it to remove the rock, and he was very dramatic about this rock. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, like, can I see it? Yeah, I'd be like, I need to see at this. this. Point, did yeah, you save like, it? <laughs> like, it's got to be. The way he's describing it's got to be the size of like a, a cue ball. Like, I, he's like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. No, but how big was it? Yeah, how big was this? I mean, it, it was pretty big. Really? Yeah. Like a golf ball? Probably. Oh my god. Jesus. Yeah. Is it a piece of bone that just? Yeah. So what happens in your knee? Like, and I have very bad arthritis because I started getting knee surgery in 2002 from the accident. So. 
I have, I need a knee replacement, but I don't want to get one right now. And so he said like bones can break off like from arthritis, but usually they're just small and they don't do anything. But he was like, this is huge. <laughs> Again, I'm like, okay. Now doctor sound. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, is that why it would be one of the incisions that should be a pinhole is so big at this point. Now I look like I have a checkerboard like on my yeah. knee. <laughs> well, saying, you know, you ever suck in the airport, just be like, hey, I got to play a little, <laughs> little board game with my leg. Here we yeah. go. Like there's literally two incisions that are about three inches from like a major knee surgery I had. And then this one goes across. So I'm like, this is cool. Perfect. Yeah. So I have the surgery. I'm at my parents. I noticed, so I had started gaining weight while I was swimming and I was just very confused. Like, okay, I don't gain weight. I'm my body type is a type of body. Like if you don't eat, I get very skinny. Like that's just how my body reacts to things. Um, and so I'm eating clean at this point and it's just the weights piling on and I'm like, and you're swimming the Nile yeah, River especially every day, when so. I swim um, yeah. I get really skinny really fast like my body reacts really fast to working out and develops really quickly so nothing's happening my muscles aren't developing and I'm just like okay well whatever we're going to focus on knee surgery I can swim a month later so I focus on that um, I'm in physical therapy at this time twice a week um, I noticed like my muscles weren't really getting sore and I'm like, this is really weird. Another thing, breast implant illness makes it so your muscles don't really work. So I'm like, okay. Then I started getting a really extreme body pain, like worse than it was, which was already bad. And I'm like, I feel like I can't move. So at this point, once I go back to my apartment, I just don't leave it. Cause I'm like, I don't want to hang out with my friends. Like I, nothing fits me at this point. Like I'm just wearing baggy clothes and I'm disgusted with how I look and I'll go to my parents, you know, once a week and see them and just suck it up. So I'm like, all right, but I still went to therapy, but it again, wasn't doing much. So then fast forward, we do the knee injections. So it was one injection for three weeks, once a week. So start the injection. My body literally goes up to 185 pounds which is way more than, I mean, I've never weighed anything near that. Right after the injections? Right after the first one. Oh. And I'm like, okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> what they put, what was in this injection? Just like <laughs> hydrochloronic acid. Yeah. So I'm like, what is going on? And so that happened like, but then I shrunk back down, you know, but I was still way bigger than I'd ever been. Like it's all inflammation and swelling at this point. So I'm like, okay, my body didn't like the needle apparently. And during this time too, um, it's the recovery room in Old Town. It's like an IV place by Boondocks. Mm -hmm. So they're amazing. Zach, the owner, like I would always go in there and do inflammation IVs to kind of keep things down. I'm like, I didn't have reactions from that. That was just something I wanted to do to fight the inflammation in my body. So then... I go to PT and I'm just like, I don't like, and they even notice the difference. They're like, what's going on? And I'm like, do you tell me? Like at this point I'm getting, I want to jump off the cliff. Yeah. I feel like nothing's worse than like, yeah, not feeling when in you control of move. your body too. You're yeah. just like. 
it's like, the do- what's wrong with you? You're the doctors. I'm you like, tell you're me. Like, you're like, what please you, what you, tell me. Yeah, yeah, that's your job to At tell me point, what's wrong, yeah. not me. You feel like the marshmallow man. And you're just, <laughs> yeah. You're like no, violet blue. Just like, like, didn't, like my body didn't, and you could tell it was swelling, but it still was so uncomfortable. So, yeah. okay, I suck it up. I go to the next injection. It gets worse. Go to the, the last injection. It gets worse. I'm like, okay, what's going on? And during that time, I decided to address the hormones um, because I was like, well, maybe the joint problems are from lack of hormones. So I get the pellets and an IUD like installed or whatever in my body. So I'm like, nothing changes. So I'm like, okay, I'm getting worse. I'm bloating up even more at this point. My mom had hand surgery and she was at her physical. This is really what saved my life. She was at her physical therapist um, doing the hand surgery, PT or whatever. And my mom likes to tell my story and talk. She violated HIPAA. Yeah. Yeah. But so she's telling her hand therapist, my daughter has this rheumatoid arthritis. It's out of control, but her numbers are so low, like it shouldn't be out of control. So that's when Lyme disease came up. And I did live on the East Coast for almost four years, but I'm like, I've never been bitten by a tick. I think I would remember that. Uh, And that was like from 2005 to 2009. So, so long ago. Yeah. And so I'm just like, okay, um, I'm just going to go to my PCP. Like my mom's like, you know, she's really passionate. Just everything you're experiencing and everything it causes, it sounds like a chronic Lyme disease. So at this point, I believe it's Lyme disease. So I text my doctor and I'm like, I'm coming in or do you test for Lyme? And he's like, um, yeah, but you live in Arizona. Yeah. For people that don't know, Lyme disease like ticks in the woods. Like you're from the East Coast. Yeah, I'm from the East Coast. Like if you're... A lot of times, I'm especially, a Midwest girl too. Yeah, it's, so it's I always like, had wood ticks on me. Yeah, so my mom would like, like check, check my the, hair, like when I come in from playing. The animals, you always had to check the animals. Yeah, and stuff because you know if you do get like, like half your face can go numb. Like there's just some severe Weird. things that can symptoms that can just out of the blue. Some people just get it; they take some antibiotics and they're fine. The other people, like it gets, it can get really bad. So yeah. So yeah, so I'm like, well, maybe it is. And I'm Googling symptoms and I'm like, well, this all makes sense. I finally have my answer. And it probably makes you feel almost good, good in a yeah. way that you're yeah. like, oh, okay, maybe I figured no, out what I this is. No, I don't want this, but there's some kind of treatment. I go back to my rheumatologist for a follow-up. I'm like, or no, I think I messaged him and I was like, I'm getting tested for Lyme disease. I'll follow up with you on my next appointment and keep you informed. So he was like, okay, I mean... Sure, like at this, probably thinking I'm nuts at this point. So, yeah. I mean, how many Lyme disease cases are there in Arizona? Like, like none. People that transplanted from, like, yeah. And I grew up here. I'm from Arizona. Yeah, so it's not so like you like were. In, they're probably like, did you go anywhere? And you're like, no. just when I like my 20s, I lived. Yeah, in so California. like this doctor's probably like, okay, yeah. we'll, we'll test this. This is kind of crazy. And it was this was like 13, 14 years yeah. ago. You lived there, so my PCP. So I'm in the room and I used to work with him when I was an x-ray tech and worked at Banner. So he knows me and he knows my medical history very well. Um, they're down in Chandler. And so I'm like, I only go to him cause he knows everything. And so I literally sit in the chair and he's like, what's going on, Aaron? And I almost start crying and I'm just talking to him for like 15 minutes, just verbal diarrhea. I don't shut up. And then I'm like, take a breath. And he looks at me and he goes, you have BII. I was like, what? And he's like, breast implant illness. I was like, are you serious? That's a thing? And he's like, yeah. 
And he's like, you have all the symptoms. I've had female patients just like you go into menopause way too early, have this severe pain, be autoimmune diagnosed. You have breast implant illness. So I'm like, okay, how much is this going to cost me now? Because insurance doesn't cover it and I'm not working. So I'm like, all right. um, Okay. So I reach out to my gynecologist and I'm like, you know, do you have any recommendations for plastic surgeons? At this point, I want to go to the best. And so there is a list of explant surgeons on the breast implant illness website, but they're like in Glendale or whatever. But I'm like, at this, I just want to go to a top doc. I don't care. I don't care if he doesn't believe in BII. I don't care. I want someone good. Because my boobs were getting more swollen, so then it's like I have these two-ton bags on. <laughs> 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 like, like, what do you do with this? Yeah. Take them off and yeah. <laughs> you're just like, what's going on with my body? So I call. Um, I went to Dr. Anthony Admire, and he's up in North Scottsdale. Um, Admire Plastic Surgery, phenomenal. Recommend him to anyone. So I go to him. So well, I call them, and I'm like, this is what's going on. I need a consultation. When's your soonest? They're like June 14th okay, well, my symptoms are getting worse. You know, Mother's Day, Father's Day happens. We're all at my parents' house, and I'm, like, putting on a happy face just trying to be there, but I'm nauseated. That Like, I lost my appetite. I was only eating once a day, but the weight was still going up, so I'm just like, okay. And so it started getting so bad to where, like, I was in my apartment, and not many people know this. My mom kind of figured it out because she knows me, and I would just cry and cry. And I'm not one to, like, express emotions. Like, I like to laugh and be sarcastic. So I'm like, I don't want anyone to see me like this. Like, my dog knows I'm upset, but I would just, like, bawl. And I'm like, I don't want to wake up tomorrow you know it hurts to walk my and she's a pug so she's small but it's like it hurts to take her out but I have to do it because I can't let her suffer so it's just like I was going down that rabbit hole and so I'm like what's going on so then I called like talk to my parents and I'm like what's your travel schedules for the summer because I need to get this surgery now plus I want to start working again and so We looked at the schedule, so my mom was out of town helping my brother, and my dad was going to be here for July 7th, so my mom was getting home the 9th, so it's like, okay, he can, you know, men, they're like, how do I, especially it's a breast surgery, and it's my dad. Men. Men. (laughs) (laughs) They don't, they're not. He's just just side-eyeing us right now. (laughs) They're not good. We are good people. We're simple. (laughs) Right. All right. But But are you caretakers? Especially if it's your daughter having breast surgery. Well, we, we, you know, we've never claimed to be emotional and <laughs> smart. We've never claimed to be emotional and smart and know how to do things. Right. You know, we're just simple. Like I said, simple, simple, nice people. people. Yeah. We don't think outside our exactly. little dumb bubble. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. No, but you, you're getting mad at us for things that we don't, we don't know what we don't know. Like we, are we supposed to be happy, sad? We don't know. If we if our sports team loses, it's all, we know how to be sad or angry. Right. Other things emotionally, we don't know how to do yeah. those things. Yeah, sport is that uncomfortable public conversation of it all. Like, yeah. So, and it's my dad. So, I'm yeah. just like, so the surgery center was literally, it's right by AJ's. So, it's close to here. And so... 
July 7th, that morning we go, I'm very nervous. I wake up with a joint pain, the whole shebang. And I'm just like, please like let this be. Cause at this point, I don't know, is, is this going to turn my life around? Yeah. You're like, I've been it's told been three and, years. Yeah. More than three and years. And I've been, like, like, I've been like, told like, Oh, it's this. I get my hopes up. I'm going to feel better. Well, and then I don't feel better. So you're like, is this actually what it is? Is this yeah. truly going to make me feel better? Plus it was yeah. like my... 15th surgery yeah so at this point I feel like I'm a pro because I've had a lot of issues like stomach surgeries all that knee surgeries yeah so I'm just like okay like I'm I'm nervous but I'm gonna be fine yeah so I'm like just the best part going into surgery is when they give you that happy juice you're just yeah. like everything oh. goes away out of your mind. I uh, <laughs> I, I had one of the, when I had that one surgery, they gave me um, like a valve they gave me or the something. shot, the shot, yeah, for, uh, the needle, you know, um, not draw blood, but to put the uh, IV in, IV, right? yeah, to like knock me out. And the lady missed my vein, and my vein, it's probably huge. Like I, I'm looking at it, you, miss, and I hate needles. So I'm like, yeah, take it out, take it out. And she like kind of moving around, I'm like just take it on restart. Like I'm freaking out. The mm-hmm. same nurse I yelled at. To give me food. Um, so I don't do well. So the next, they give me like a nerve block in my leg. And you probably might have gotten it. And they came in. This needle was like 12 it's inches big, long. Yeah. And I go, what is that? And they're like a nerve block. I'm like, I'm like, you, after I just had that experience, I'm like, you ain't touch me with that thing. He's like, you won't feel a thing. I was like, if I feel this, I'm taking it out of my leg and stabbing you in the heart. And, he, and he's like. <laughs> That's and he's, and he's like, he's like, just roll over. And then I rolled over and then. You know, that's when everything just went. I was like, this is a great feeling. Oh, yeah. When, <laughs> like, when they inject you going in, you're just you're like, like, oh, you're like, this I'm is, so I was like, happy. this is. So, I mean, I could relate to that. Yeah. I'm just like getting an epidural when I was pregnant. And I was like, can I get an epidural right now? Because did, it was I, fucking great. I, <laughs> my, my stepdad warned me. He's like, hey, just don't get addicted to the pain. After I had my knee surgery, he's like, I don't know, dad, dude, I don't mind addicted to anything. Like, you know, well, after I had that and like the post surgery medicine, I was like, I can now see how people can get addicted to. Yeah, no, very it's easily. Scary. Do you scary, make yeah. you itchy, constipated, like I, me? You know, they make me my parents' favorite thing when I was out, out of surgery. Go to the room and sleep. I'm just sitting on the couch doing like the head bobs, trying to like look at my laptop, snoring. Just <laughs> <laughs> way out of it. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, right, let's do this um, surgery. I think was little less than two hours, which was good. Um, they get me dressed. They take me down, wheel me out to my dad. We get home. He was so cute because my mom wasn't home. He made a spreadsheet of, cause I had supplements I was taking too, that the surgeon wanted me on. So, um, I was on a painkiller, a muscle relaxer, and then some supplements and then stuff. So you're not constipated. So he made, Oh, and antibiotics. So he made a spreadsheet and wrote down all my medications how many times a day I was allowed to have them, what time I was allowed to have them, and then oh, check it off. Men, we're good at spreadsheets. Yep, they, like that. Right? We are simple in our bubble. Yes, we're good at spreadsheets. Yes, very simple. And so he's like, you're not going to... Because, you know, when you get out of surgery, you don't look at the time. Like, oh, what no. time did I take this? Like, <laughs> yeah. I need some other... I need some help here. I, I don't want to overdo it, so I need someone to monitor my meds. Yeah. So he did that. Um, and so I don't remember how I felt that first day because I was pretty drugged up. Yeah. Because um, they obviously shoot you up with more pain meds before they send you home, so you're just delirious at this point. So I wake up the next morning... And I just pop out of bed. Obviously, a lot of chest pain. And I'm just like, kind of get out of bed. But I stand up. And I walk to the bathroom. And I'm like, wait a minute. My hands are opening and closing. 
I'm walking normal. Like normally I put my foot down and it feels like I'm stepping on like a knife. Yeah. And I'm like, and my knees don't hurt. And my knee hadn't stopped hurting since surgery. I'm like, and both and the other knee started hurting and I'm like, nothing hurts. Like then I look in the mirror, I'm like, my face isn't as swollen, my eyes are not puffy or red. You're like, like am I, I dreaming right now? I know, I'm like, is this me? And I'm like touching my face and I tried to get super tan before surgery because I didn't want to look as pale and sickly. <laughs> so she showers, she tans. Just in case just in case I just in case I die, I'm dying She's like, with I'm a nice tan. Smell good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like this is how it's gonna go down. Yes. I'm like, I'm like, oh, we got a friend's birthday party at Maple and Ash. We gotta shower. I gotta get ready. Yeah. She's like going to like a surgery where it's very serious. Like, I gotta smell good. I gotta get a tan. Like, yeah. get oh, a I was literally laying like, out at my parents like once or twice a week. Yeah, I, I would just go over there and just lay out. I mean, technically, you're not really supposed to before surgery. Yeah, I think two weeks prior, I had to cut it off. But I was just like. Okay, but still, I would have that dark look in my eyes. They'd be red and swollen. So I look in the mirror and I'm like, holy shit, like, is that, is that me? And so I take a selfie and then I compare it because I took pictures kind of near the end just to kind of see how things were yeah. progressing. I'm like, holy shit. And I sent it to a bunch of my friends. I was like, how does this look? Am I like seeing things? Am I, yeah. Is it the drugs? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, wow, you look amazing. And I'm like, okay, so this isn't in my head. And so I'm just like, wow, I'm getting better and better. Only thing is I need to lose the weight. But I have lost 12 pounds, have come off just like that. And then a lot of women, it takes the full 90 days for the weight gain. Like some gained 50, 40 pounds overnight. And so everything I've read, it takes about three months for it to come off. So I'm like, okay. We're at the month mark next week, mm-hmm. and then I can start working out lower body because right now I can't elevate my blood pressure or my pulse. Yeah. I have to be, like, calm and no working out pretty much. Yeah. Slow walking on the treadmill. So next week I can start working out, so that'll be great. But, yeah, it's I've had... literally incredible. Like, all, like... You just wish you would have known so much sooner. Yeah. I wish everything. I would have known this. If you'd known this in 2020, it'd be... Everything yeah. would be... Well, I don't know then because COVID shut everything That's down. True. Yeah, Would they true. be operating on you? But hopefully, yeah. like, you know, you being able to share this story with people, like anyone else now, it's going to be like helping anyone mm-hmm. who might be like going through this and yeah. being more proactive if there, there are issues that are seeming like there's no answer to them. I mean, yeah, so. especially if there's one person that listens, that oh, goes yeah. to body or doesn't go to body, that listens to the podcast that got implants a year ago has been all these symptoms like maybe I'll just go straight and let the doctor hey could be BII can we like right. start figuring this out and then save save yeah. them and I feel like sometimes three like years making of, sure that you advocate for yourself making sure you push for it for like again yeah. the you doctors that to. maybe don't necessarily believe it I think that's another thing for like people going through it is making sure you well, find I, the right people right and I don't know if Dr. Admire believed in it or not I never really asked him I was just like I want these out and then his nurse Ashley who actually goes to body I found that out I thought that was great which Ashley is it Ashley Richardson oh yeah Yeah, so she's my nurse that I see she's so sweet yeah she's amazing so it's like I see her so um they like I told her like I saw her two three days post-op um to remove the bandages and do like the tight fitting bra and I was like I don't have any joint pain anymore so I've seen her a lot this whole process and I'm like I my body's changing like I feel like a human like I can actually leave my apartment and go hang out with friends I don't have to isolate myself 
And she was like, wow. Ashley that just got married? Richardson? Mm, Yeah. She's younger, like 27? Mm -hmm. I was supposed to be at that wedding (laughs) in in, uh, Mexico. Why didn't you go? Yeah, it was like five thousand dollars. I hope they're not listening, but <laughs> they're like going to be scandalous. But, well, I had to pay. I had to pay. <laughs> Say your apology now. I apologize. Well, I told Brandon, her husband Brandon. Apologize. I apologize. I had to pay ten thousand dollars in taxes this year, and then their theirs was due. Like their wedding was kind of the same time where I had to pay my taxes. I was like, that's crazy. It's all right. You're still a good friend. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't have. I didn't want to like. I had fifteen thousand dollars. I had like really fifteen my. Like, that's a lot of money, right? And, a, and to write a her. check one day. I'll tell her when I see her. Oh. I see her on Tuesday. All right, let her know that you interviewed the. Sc- they podcast. know I'm doing it because I asked yeah. them to, for permission to use their names. because yeah. you know, oh. like you don't want to just give doctors names away unless and then be like, oh yeah, for why'd sure. you do that? Ashley's so. a terrible person. <laughs> if it's the same Ashley, I got married to my friend Brandon that I know. That's but amazing. bad. From Colorado? Call, yep, Colorado, yeah. yep. No, those people are the worst. Brandon's the worst. <laughs> Their friend Shelby stinks, too. I, oh, like <laughs> I hope they listen to this yeah. now. <laughs> I'm never going to be invited to anything fun again. <laughs> oh, no, but yeah, they're amazing there. And just like, every, of course, like, I'm not one to freak out on surgeries and like be that patient that contacts them for everything. But through this, I'm like... <gasps> there's a little bit of redness. Should I be concerned? Or, you know, does this look like a cellulitis? And like, I've been emailing her often. So they did do another round of antibiotics just in case, but a lot of it, like, yes, it still hurts a ton, but I'm not taking anything for it. And a lot of it's just nerve pain and yeah. like the itching and they're still swollen. So I think once they settle, it'll be about, I can't a believe seat. she makes you email her. Yeah. That's messed up. No, I you just should like choose. text her, you know, <laughs> I'll get her personal. Number. <laughs> Oh, no, that's that's insane though. Like I'm so happy for you that like you figured it out and that you had that doctor that was just like instantly was like, no, this is what it is. I mean, <laughs> like I feel like I'd be like forever just like something. Like why didn't you say this six months right? ago when you tested yeah. me for all these autoimmune diseases? Yeah. But he didn't know. He no, didn't exactly. think because he's like GI problems now autoimmune. Yeah. But then. Um, Cause I'm that patient. Well, cause I worked with him for so many years. I'll text him and be like, Hey, should I be worried about this symptom? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, but that's, yeah, yeah. Come and see me. And then, um, he literally just looked me dead in the eyes and he's like, you have BII breast implant illness. Yeah. And I'm like, did you just save my life? Yeah. yeah. Like seriously though, that's insane. Cause I think it would have eventually killed me. Like literally every day I felt like I was dying. Oh yeah. Like I would get dizzy. It would Physically be as well as like you said, mentally, mentally. as well. Yeah. And I'm not like, like he did ask, do you need to go on meds for your mental? I'm like, no, I don't do that shit. Like I'm going to get yeah. through this the way I get through it. I'm just going to stay strong. And now I know what it is. So now I don't have to freak out. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I did. That's and then now I just need my workouts back. You got yeah. it. Yeah. Two, two more months. Time. Basically, you can get back into like a full. Yeah. So I'm going to clarify on, hope, I don't know, hopefully he clears me to swim when I see him next yeah. week. But I know like because they did a lift, like you have to be very careful with your upper body. Like I'm still yeah. sleeping in like yeah. the bras. I, see, they like, gave the, I mean, you've waited three years, like, a couple extra yeah. months. Yeah. Is kind of how, that's what my mom would tell me, you yeah. know, be not patient. my dad. He'd be like, suck it up, you big. You know, yeah. a couple of bad words, but uh, he's like, you know, what's good for that. 
know what kind of medicine would help? I'd be like, what? And he'd be like, sucking it up. And I'd be like, all right, thanks, Dad. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, uh, thanks Coach. Uh, but no, yeah, you waited long enough. You might as well just I know. Wait a, I'm like, it's rush a couple back. more months. Plus, I, I mean, I know I'm, I need a job right now, and I'm looking for work, like, desperately. But yeah. I, I was supposed to go to Kauai with my parents a year ago. We go, like, every couple years. And usually it's a different... I have three brothers. It depends on who's available to go to the timeshare. And so... It was supposed to be me, but I was sick and having surgery a few weeks, like literally a week after they got home. So my brothers went last year. And so I'm going now September 19th with one of my brothers and my parents. And I'm like, finally. And I'm like, I don't care if I get a job offer and they won't let me take the trip. I will turn it down because I'm taking this trip. No, absolutely. Yeah. You deserve it. I'm like, I'm so sick of watching Instagram stories of everyone doing all these cool things and I can't. Yep. So I'm like, now I'm going to, and I'm going to get my tan on there. Yes. There we go. That's great. And shower, of course. Yes. Yes. All right. Oh, I'm terrible. I literally sat like... My dad was like, be careful in there because my mom wasn't home. I sat on the tub and shaved my legs the day after surgery because I have to <laughs> shave every day. <laughs> and, and then I was like, okay, I had like the the wipes from like if you're hiking or athletic to do my upper body. And I then I sat in the tub and just like washed my lower body. And I'm, I had my hair girl French braid my hair and two French braids the day before surgery. So I didn't have to worry about washing my hair. There you go. So I did that. And then I was like, all right. Good. Good. It's amazing. Is there anything else that you wanted to add or anything? I mean, that story is wild. What? I had to reread it. Like when you sent the thing, I was like, man, she probably took an hour to type this story. No, I don't know what happened. Like I don't write things normally. It took me 10 minutes. I just Uh, like looked at my laptop. I was sitting at my parents' house because I was, I stayed there for two weeks. You still on the drugs? Maybe you blacked out. I think I did. (laughs) No, I think I did. Still, I'm kidding. We're not we're not drug abusers. Yeah. Well, no, but I like you know they they make you tired. So yeah. I was like at that point I just zoned out and I was just like and I'm like mom dad can I read this to you and they were just like wow yes send that I'm like <laughs> okay and it was like within ten minutes. Yeah. No, I'm really glad that you reached out because I honestly like I feel like just again myself someone who's gone through autoimmune issues I can Mm -hmm. definitely relate to that and I I feel like I've been seeing more and more people getting their implants taken out so again the place where we live in Scottsdale right now I think this is just something great to bring that awareness to well yeah right now I'm like I want to be a member of the itty bitty titty club yeah right (laughs) (laughs) makes me okay with my itty bitty titties now so (laughs) well life life fashion everything's a full circle baggy clothes like you know yeah I love the looks now big big butt big boobs might be out soon, it might be little. Yeah. You know, it might be little in a couple years. Who knows? Yeah. Baggy clothes might come back too, you know, so. No, whatever you want to life's, do. Life's a big circle. Yes. Yes. But yes, don't get your boobs done without, and I really wish there was a way to get surgeons to tell patients, like, these are your risks. Do you want to get them or not get them? Um, I've done so much research that I found out, and maybe one day I'll get the genetic testing, but there's certain genetic testing that if you're, I think it's three or four different types, those um, genetic tests, you will be sick from implants. Yeah, so that's actually, yeah, great to know. But again, doctors most likely not going to tell you that if they're making their money off I'm trying to get them to. Yeah. There's a Facebook group called Breasts Are Healing by Nicole Breast Plant 
breast implant illness or something like that that I'm on where there's a ton of stories. There's like 180,000 people in this group. But there's still not a lot of awareness. There's a few documentaries. but And then you'll hear some celebrities like Danica Patrick had it, uh, Ryan Lochte's wife. um, They'll come out and say, like, this made me sick. But again, nothing's being done. Yeah. Yeah. So I want something to be done. No, absolutely. I'm like, how do I do something? I don't know. I can't well, just... Well, this is like the great start right here and yeah. just moving forward from that. I, yeah, because yeah, it's like now knowing what I know, I can't sit back and watch women like do this. No. Like if yeah. I have friends that are getting implants, I warn them. I'm like, this is what happened to me. You've seen this. So it's your choice to get them or yeah. not. But at least they know if they start feeling sick. sick it's like, hey, they go to the doctor and be like... Six months later, like, hey, I, I think I have BI. Not, oh, is it an immune issue? Is it this? Is it that? You know, it's, it's, we're going for this and kind of, you know, yeah, Absolutely. beat it right away. So, awesome. and be your, I think you need to be your voice. If you start having random symptoms, and even my rheumatologist, like, the last time I saw him, I was like, I think I have breast implant illness. And I'm like, can you explain the joint pain that I have? Because at this point, I hadn't had him out yet. And he's like, no, I don't get why it's so severe. Like, I really don't. Because you don't have it. Like, it's pre or stage one, which I don't think that that'll never go away from what he said. But I want my labs retested when I see him in August, later August. So he was just, and I was like, did it ever occur to you that I have breast implants? Yeah. I mean, because that's on my chart, right? Yeah. Yeah. But no one thinks well, about it. I say, yeah, like I'm a doctor. And I know yeah. exactly what a chart looks like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's important. Like, you yeah. need to put that on your chart. Like, I always put all my surgeries, like, on my charts and everything. Well, hopefully, again, it just, like, more awareness continues to keep coming out about it. And it's something that hopefully yeah. can be. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on yeah. and telling yeah. your story. I'm so and- happy to be better. Yeah, thank you. Don't forget to uh, listen, leave a review. If you want to be on, you can email bodypodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I mean, you guys have seen that. We've had all different kinds of stories, all different kinds of people on. So shoot us a message. Thank you.